Hey everybody, welcome back to the Difference Maker Podcast brought to you by Molotium. Happy New Year. Uh, hope everybody's gotten off to a great start. As you can see, we're, we're in a bit of a different place here kind of with this experience. Yep, and I'm here too now. So I'm going to be on these episodes as well with you guys. Uh, we decided, you know what? Instead of just one host, why don't we just have two? Yeah. So we're going to be here together now, Matt and I. We're going to be discussing different topics. And today we have one that pertains to the beginning of the year for yeah. a lot of you guys. Resolutioners. Anybody that's kind of lost it because you know what? We've really found that the whole this, this whole thing behind resolutions and new year, new me and blah, 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 blah and all that stuff. It's great. And then, you know, we, we kind of found two camps, right? We found a camp where it's like extreme resolutioners where no matter what, they've got to stick to this resolution. They got to do what they got to do. They're, they're locked in and all that kind of stuff. And then we see the opposite end where it's like, people who start off with resolutions it doesn't work the way they want it's a bit of a you know kick in the face type of thing and and that's we don't want that right yeah. we're here for sustained success yeah well one of the things that a lot of people have trouble with is the actual follow through on the re resolutions yeah. themselves like yes it's great to make these big plans and and it's fantastic to have all of these but one of the things that we really like to embrace are is the action taking steps and mm -hmm. if you can't do that i mean we can make all the plans in the world, but as long as we're, if we're not taking action then we're kind of stuck in the mud. Yeah. That's the thing. And it's like, so like, you know, with all this too, we want to kind of downplay the hype, right? Where I think everybody goes in the reverse of things where it's a matter of, I have to have these resolutions. If I want to be this successful individual, we're going to kind of break that down today. And then on top of it, we want to also teach you how to stick to these because, you know, We've done a lot of research, found it out. We, we're, we're really looking at it and we're saying, <clears throat> and we've seen this with some of the clients we work with, we have too, or some of the clients we have, right? Where it's resolutions on average are lasting about 17 to 18 days into the new year. It's, and it's soul crushing, right? What a way to start a new year when you go in and you have all these amazing ambitions to do what you need to do. And then all of a sudden day 17 comes and it's just, it's done, right? So we don't want that. So we're going to teach you a bit about human behavior here today, too. I think that's really important. And then another announcement before we get into it too quickly is that we're going to actually be starting a YouTube show as well, where it's going to be on top of these podcasts to kind of dissect these topics a little bit more. You know, Chris and I wanted to have more op and, and open upfront discussions about things where we're able to kind of just talk about things and not necessarily have to always go step by step and so on and kind of give our opinions on things where the whole YouTube show will be more about that. So Let's dive right into it. Human behavior. Um, do you want to lead this one? You want me to lead this one? No, what do you want to do? feel free. Go ahead. Human behavior 101. Ladies and gentlemen, before we get into anything about resolutions and targets and goal settings, you got to understand why we do what we do as humans, right? It's why we stick to things, why we decide not to do things or decide to do things, why we procrastinate or why we don't. And it's very simple. Human beings, we, we do things to avoid pain and gain pleasure. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's a matter of understanding what that pain is that we're avoiding and what that pleasure is we think we're seeking. So let's start by understanding this a little bit. Let's talk about procrastination, because I think this is a really good one for maybe this is your resolution for some people. Big right? one for me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So why we do this, uh, you know, coming into procrastinating when you're in a situation where you kind of feel like, you know, I've got this thing I've got to do. I don't really want to do it. That's causing me a lot of pain. I'm going to push it off. So right there, you're avoiding the pain by pushing it off. You're gaining the pleasure by, by doing it at a later time. But then what happens? Maybe a couple days go by or a couple weeks if it's something big, a couple months for some people. And then all of a sudden, the time becomes your enemy, right? The time becomes pain. Mm -hmm. 
And this is where you kind of get that kick in the ass where it's like, okay, well, I want to avoid the pain of maybe getting in trouble, let's say, or not answering to a coach or a teacher or a boss or whatever it might be for anybody tuning in. And then it's all of a sudden, okay, well, that's too much pain to avoid. So to avoid that pain, I'm just going to go take action on this now. And then you become the last minuter, right? And usually what ends up happening, you get the job done, but you don't get it done to the fullest extent. To be honest, that's what happened to me quite a bit where it was, um, I found that threshold where I could put things off, put things off, put things off. And then when the due date came closer, whether it be when I was in school, university, um, even work prior to this, it was, yeah, as soon as that deadline got closer, then I could get it out pretty quick. Mm -hmm. And it was much easier to do in that time where now when I'm really starting to work on things and I started to nail down the procrastination, it's like, okay, well, I can get things done much earlier in advance. Mm -hmm. Number one, you feel a lot better. I'm sure anyone that's listening that, um, has made that jump before can attest to that where it's like, wow, before, you know, I can actually look over my stuff. It's not just get it out and get it done. It's more Mm -hmm. of you can spend some time on it. And then two, I found a lot, it was much easier to set up my ideas in a way where I could look at it, see what was needed, take out the stuff that I didn't need to do and basically refine it. Like a lot of the stuff that we talk about is refining your actions Mm -hmm. and for me procrastination anyways it's just an easier way to refine my stuff and and get it out a lot easier yeah and you know what though it's even like it's it's a discussion we've had with a lot of our clients you know businesses athletes especially student athletes yeah student athletes like it really does come back to this whole thing behind taking pride in what you're creating Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i feel like a lot of the times we get caught in this whole thing behind like I've got to get it done to get it done instead of I got to create something amazing and when you can kind of take that out and look at it and it becomes something where you're really putting a full effort into things and trying to create something amazing that whole procrastination you should you know you kind of get it pushed off and I get it like let's be real there's some tasks that you don't want to do right there's some tasks that you're not super happy about doing or whatever it might be but And you just got to get it done. But the whole point is like, you should have a level of standard. And that kind of brings us into our next topic, which kind of goes into this whole resolutioner and targets and all this stuff. So you know why behaviors now are pushed. Let's talk about how to actually set some targets, because I feel like this is where a lot of people get it wrong. Right. And, you know, ladies and gentlemen, for anybody tuning in, it's understanding that everything starts with a vision. And let me talk about this for a second, because I feel like this is where a lot of people kind of get into a gray area. We often go into the year just setting targets, right? Set it for the year. I want to do this this year. Great. That's outstanding. Problem is though, you're always going to have to answer the question of now what, right? What comes after this year? What happens after this year? What are you building greater than this year alone? And that's why whenever we're, if we're going to go into this resolution topic, because we'll talk about how we actually use these as a tool, you have to start with a vision, something bigger than just a year. Right. So we always look at it and say every person, if you want to be resilient, it's our core belief. You need to have a vision of something. Right. right? And it's a vision of something five years plus something you're looking to build towards something where you're not here right now. You might not even get there by the end of the year. But what are we building here? Right. You want to weigh in on that? Yeah. Otherwise, it's targets without purpose. Right. And it's it's one thing to just get the result to get the result. But why are you getting the result? Like 
there's nothing wrong with just going after a result. There's nothing wrong mm -hmm. with that at all. But if you really want to build something that lasts and something that you yeah. can be proud of, like one of the biggest things is, is just taking pride in your preparations and, and actually the road that, or sorry, the way that you're approaching the result. Like mm -hmm. if you can take pride in that and consistently do that on a week by week basis, like that's something that you can carry not only in sports, but also business, 100%. life, everything in general. Right. So um, yeah, like having a vision is important simply because it gives you that purpose and it yep. gives you something that you can really work towards and take pride in. Well, even let's talk about resilience for a sec, because we say this all the time, right? Like resilience starts with a vision. Like think about it. If you're not, if you don't have something to work towards or all of a sudden your one year is, and I know a year seems like a long time, but we've heard this all the time. This is life coaching 101. We often underestimate what we can do in a decade and overestimate what we can do in a year. And it's like when you get into this spot where you're not thinking big picture, you're not thinking greater than just the year itself, you're not looking at actually building something and how you can perf not perfect things, but you can tweak it and make it better and grow it and so on. I feel like this is really where people kind of fall into these ruts where it becomes an all or nothing, right? Mm -hmm. And although you need that mentality of, yes, I'm going to go after this and accomplish it, you need to have something bigger picture. You need to have a bigger vision. You need to have a wider scope so that you're able to go after it. So we suggest a simple practical plan. Have first, if you're going to set any targets or any resolutions, you need a five-year plan. What are you building towards? So let's talk about some different kind of topics on that. On the professional life, if you're an athlete, if you're a business person, what do you want? where do you want to be in five years, right? Like where, where do you see yourself in five years? And I know this is a simple question, but trust me, when you really sit and you reflect and you take your time and you do this, it's a very powerful exercise to do. Yeah. Right? Like it, it's also difficult to do, like knowing yourself before you can yeah. actually, you know, take that next step. That's important because I mean, you should know technically if you, if you're feeling really good with yourself you should know your next five steps mm -hmm. and you should almost be able to even if you don't know them you should be able to predict what you're going to do next right and i mean having having a straightforward uh or sorry having clarity with that yeah. it 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 gives you a lot it gives you confidence and it also gives you that self belief that you can do it because you know the steps right oftentimes when you don't know the steps it's like well what the hell am I going to do now? And I was going to say too, I think this is one of the most important things that a lot of people underestimate. Clarity on where you want to go is one of the most powerful things I think we've done with a lot of our clients that we work with, right? It's like, okay, so let's, let's talk athlete situation because I feel like a lot of people can relate to this where it's like, okay, in five years, and this is a real conversation we have regularly. I want to be at, you know, the professional level. Maybe they're at a, a coming out of high school, going into collegiate. Maybe they're at a junior level, elite level, academy level, whatever it might be. It's like, great. So in five years, you want to be there as a pro. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this last game wasn't a great game. Let's pretend that happens. And you look at it and you look at the big picture overview of it. And it's like, okay, well, it kind of takes the sting out of that one bad thing, right? Where it's like, all right, I want to be pro in five years this one game didn't go well, I can fix it. Oh well, yeah, it gives you a fallback because right. it, it gives you that structure to say, you know what, even though this did go not the best today, there's that fallback on the bigger plan. Like even when um, like a team loss, I'm not just talking about this mm -hmm. for athletes, but anybody, when, when a team loses, but you're, 
your uh, performance is on point and mm-hmm. you feel good about your performance and you can walk away saying, you know what, I still did well. I still have, I, I'm better than last week. Um, I, I was able to improve in some areas that I wanted to. Mm-hmm. That's huge for you. Yeah. Because again, team wins are nice. Yep. But having that, that belief in yourself that regardless of what team you are, you can perform, you can do what you need to do. You're basically creating your own reputation and, and building off of it. Like clarity is needed for that because when you don't have that, that clarity, it's very difficult to, to get stuck in the mini losses. It's very difficult to get stuck in those things. And I was going to say too, when you're setting this five-year target, ladies and gentlemen, you got to realize something play to your own psychology. Meaning some people love to have, let's say business people that we talk to, they love that, that five-year vision of, I want to be a $200 million company in five years. Great. That works for some people because it's measurable, but we like to chase a lot of the time, you know, where you're at kind of on a general sense. So like, do you want to be, for example, a company that's doing large amounts of revenue and volume? Great. You can put a number to that athletes though. It's a little bit harder to do that, right? Like we can't look at it and be like in five years, I want to be a 50 goal plus a year player. Okay. But, you know, you might be setting yourself up for a bit of of failure in that sense, right? Where it's, you don't have to get that specific. You got to get clear though on where you want to be. I want to be at the professional level and I want to be at a level where I'm able to accomplish this at that time, right? Like this is where I want to be. And it doesn't matter if it's with five goals, 10 goals, 20 goals, whatever. So athletes, I'll challenge you, get a little bit more kind of generalized on that side, right? Let's talk about health and fitness goals in a five-year plan, mm-hmm. right? You're looking at where you want to be. Really ask yourself, and I know this is something that not a lot of people do, especially when you're younger, but I mean, you got to ask yourself, At maybe you, you're, you're 25 years old, at 30 years old, do you still want to be, you know, a strong warrior type of person, like with the right conditioning? Do you want to still be playing sports in five years? I know that was a big one for me. Like I'm 28, I'm turning 29 this year. A big one for me when we started playing indoor soccer the other week or mm-hmm. the other month, like I started to feel it. And yeah. when I was 22 years old and I was playing pro, I didn't have to worry about that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I, I, I could get away with just working really hard and then getting away with no real recovery. So it's like, where do you want to be in five years? And I think we've driven that home kind of enough now, which is once you have your five years, then you can break it down. Right. So let's talk about this. This is where now the resolutions kind of come into play. So you got your vision, you know where you want to go and in any area of your life, right? Not just sports, not just professional, but personal health, all that stuff. The yearly target then. This is where you got to start understanding, okay, if I were to break down that five-year target, what's just one step I need to take towards or how can I take one step towards that this year? Right. Right. And I mean, for me, it's as simple as <clears throat> understanding and getting more specific now, right? Where it's, you know, with our company, we want to do X amount of revenue, work with X amount of people, work with X amount of clients. When I was an athlete, it was in a year, I want to be one of the top goalkeepers here. I mean, go ahead and share Chris for you, but like, it's, it's a matter of understanding where you want to be in the next year, how we can take one step towards that. Yeah. Well, going back to my procrastination one, uh, one big one that I actually set for myself was just making sure I was on time to any meeting that I had to go for that year. Yeah. And yes, there were times where, you know, you miss a couple things, you know, we were in Toronto, so there's <laughs> traffic. It's terrible getting from one side of the city to the other. But, um, one of the big things and small things that I set out for myself was, uh, just be on time. 
be on time with deadlines, be on time with meetings. Um, and one of the, yeah, be on, be on time with deadlines and meetings, like make it so simple that you can't fail because I know a lot of people set these big, uh, massive goals that they're good to have again, but sometimes they're too complex. So just refining some things and, um, you know, really, really hitting those targets. I think that's a big thing just for your own self-confidence and belief. I think that's actually a key to this all too, which is, it's great. You brought it up, like simplifying everything. I'm telling you, it's, it's by far one of the most important things you can do. I see so many people that have complex goals, right? Of like, this has to be perfect. That has to be perfect. And it's like, I think we fail to realize as human beings that there are things called keystone habits that, you know, when you have this habit and you put it into place, it's that one thing that sets everything else off. Yeah. Embrace simplicity. Absolutely. And it's like, I think we, we start to associate this whole thing of get more complex and, you know, complexity is what allows you, but really it's, it's the fact that simplicity is the parents of success, right? Like having simplicity in what you do allows you to get there quicker. It allows you to cut out the BS. It allows you to get through the the noise that's there and just stay on track with what you want to accomplish. Yeah. And it's, it's knowing, it's knowing what steps you need to take. Like, I mean, I'm sure anyone, anyone Mm -hmm. can really take a look at sometimes their programs that they have and they're thinking like, Oh yeah, holy crap. Like (laughs) I'm not going to be able to do this. But then you look at the simple actions that you need to take really. It's, you know, wake up at this time, get this done. Um, hit this this many sets and reps in the gym mm-hmm. or or even eat this type of food if you can make it simple it's very easy to follow yep right absolutely and this is where we'll get into the next topic of setting targets because then we'll break it down even further but once you understand where you want to go in five years and then you understand where you want to be in a year you have to ask yourself the most important question of this all who must i be to get there right and that's like this is where we see a lot of our clients struggle when they originally come to us because it's like well I want to accomplish all this. And it's like, great. So the question becomes, who do you have to be then? Right? Like you can't, you can't expect yourself to be, for example, a top scoring individual in your league or, or a top salesperson or a top CEO and having average people habits, right? Like you can't expect success if you're not going to get your habits on track. You can't expect success if you're going to keep doing things kind of mediocre where, Hey, you know what? If I fall off today, I fall off where it's like, no, yeah. you gotta, you gotta do the most important thing with this, which is raise your standards. Well, actually I had a conversation this week with, with someone that I work with and it, it was exactly that. It was like, you know, he stays out on the ice. He mm-hmm. does see his extra work. And I mean, in some situations, if you're a terrible teammate, they're going to, people are going to look at you and they're going to say, you're a go hard. Yep. You're the person that tries really <laughs> hard in practice. You're this, you're that and everything else. But because he is who he is, he's a great, great individual. He, he was able to pull other teammates on the ice with him. And, and from that, your teammates, you know, improve as well. And it's like, that's the recognition. That's what we're talking about or what I talk about anyways, Mm -hmm. when it's like, you want to build your reputation. You want to build it as simple. You work hard, you go to bed and you do it again kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Right. So then, and let's talk about what that does at a practical level for you. Like, there's so many confidence suffering people out there right now, yeah. right? Where it's like confidence is low. Like we know in society, self-esteem is lowered. I mean, with this whole COVID-19 stuff going on, it's like... Yeah. Well, think of the hole that people are looking at. They're right. like, how am I going to climb out of this? <laughs> Exactly, right? Yeah. And it's like, when you have this solid foundation of a human being that you are, forget about the performer, the solid foundation of a human, like this is what I do daily. 
This is the work I get done. This is the standard I hold myself to. Your confidence naturally goes up because we know that confidence is directly correlated with specific work. And we know that confidence is directly correlated with repetition, right? And it's like, this is why it's so important to become that person. Think about it. Let's pretend your ambition, if you're a business professional tuning into this, is to have a massive company in five years. And that's where you want to be. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you need to be this top CEO. And that's, that's who you identify as. Great. You can't expect yourself to be able to manage this company without top CEO qualities. Right. Right. Like you can't expect yourself to be able to, to drive a company forwards if you don't have the basic habits of taking care with taking care of yourself, doing the little things, you're not going to have the confidence. It's always going to be a, a game of chasing things. Yep. Right. And it's like, that's talk about stressful. You yeah. Know? Well, consistently you're a dog chasing its tail. Right. At that point. So yes, it's important. Know where you want to be in five years, know where you want to be in a year. And then you have to ask yourself the all important question. Who must I be? And the easiest way to do this is asking yourself too with that. You can list out the traits. We love to do that with our, with, with our, our clients. Mm-hmm. And if you're a business, by the way, an organization, you can still do this. Just flip it to the organization. Treat the organization as a person. But you have to ask yourself, what are my new standards? Yeah. Right? And it's like, change your standards, raise your standards, raise the quality of your life. That's how simple it is. And when you do get these standards, for anybody that's listening, watch how easy your resolutions become. Yep. Because if you don't have the actions behind, again, if you don't have the actions behind, it's not going to work out. Right. And it's like, and it's not saying that you got to beat yourself up all the time, but you got to understand too, because we'll talk about the patience and all that stuff you need to have. It's understanding, like you got to learn to say, this isn't me anymore. Yeah. I mean, I always share this story. I was 12 years old when I decided I wanted to be a pro soccer player, right? Or footballer. And I'll never forget. It was the end of a, of a house league tournament. I made a save. Remember that in the, in the shootout semifinals? I was there, guys. It happened. <laughs> and coach's son comes up to me, this little puke. He was a seven-year-old kid who decided to challenge me. He goes, so what? You want to be a pro soccer player now? And I was like, yeah, I do. And I remember that was the decision I made that day. And it was like, okay. All of a sudden, everything we're talking about here, like it, it's, it, it, I went through that in a mental model, right? It was like, okay, hey, five years at 17 years old, I want to be pushing for that scholarship and then making that next jump at 19 to be a pro. And then, and that's how I started thinking. And it's like, okay, but what do I need to do this year right now? And it's like, well, okay, I know this year I've got to, I've got to be one of the best goalies in house league soccer if I'm going to do any of this. And I know it sounds small, but bear with me. You'll see how it ends. But then it's like, okay, who do I need to start being now? And it's like, I'm going to just start doing things like a pro soccer player would. Right. And it wasn't a question anymore of, should I eat healthy? It's like, would a pro eat this or that? If it would, if he wouldn't, I wouldn't do it, right? Would a pro do this extra session or take this recovery time? Well, if the pro would do the extra session, I would do it. If the pro needed recovery, I would do it, right? Mm-hmm. It was like, it was just that one or the other choice. It was like, it wasn't even a question anymore of, mm, should I debate this? Should I do it? Should I not do it? It's like, this is my new standard. This is where I'm at. This is what I want to accomplish. This is who I am, right? And I mean, like, I don't know if you found yourself in that situation before, um, with it, but it's, it's probably one of the most powerful things you can do is raise your standards. Yeah. And again, raising the standards, that's, that's one of the only things actually that helped me before any of this in, uh, in university, whereas my last year and it was like, yep, time to raise the standards in, in, uh, in both academics and soccer where, when I played. So it was, it was a big difference. It wasn't necessarily someone come up, yeah. coming up to me. It was just more of a choice that I made. And it was like, you know what? If I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to do this for anyone else other than myself. And 
ended up paying off. It went really well. Yep. And I mean, it, it, it gives you that reassurance that your way is the right way. Yeah. As long as you stick to the boundaries that you set right. for yourself. And again, you don't have to be perfect with it. You don't have to live, you know, to, you don't have to take up terrible no. diets or, or stuff. Like you don't have to live so simple that you're not having any joy out of anything. Mm -hmm. It's just set the boundaries for yourself and live to them the best way possible. Yeah. And it's like every day you need to be taking a step closer to that. You can't, I just had this conversation with, with a $7 million a year athlete the other day. And it's like, okay, I want, I want to be this guy. I want to accomplish this. I want to get this done. I want to get this done. I want to get this done. And it's like, great. What's one step. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's like, I feel like this is where a lot of the resolutioners get this all wrong because it's like, I got to be there right now. And it's like, as much as we all preach patience, if you're passionate about what you're going after, it's very hard to do that. Yeah. So it's a matter of understanding. It's, it's, it's the same saying it's death by a thousand cuts, right? If you haven't heard that, meaning you don't get overweight or become overweight overnight. It's from a bunch of small little things that get you there over time. Yep. The same way you're not just successful overnight. It's a bunch of little patient steps over time where you have this North star of knowing, or in this case, this is where I want to go. Right. And it's like, okay, so if we're getting there and we're moving to that, you got to take the steps in order to, to push yourself to get there. Yeah. And guys, just, just so you know, everything that we are talking about today, it was actually went out in our January edition of our newsletter. Yep. So if you would like to sign up for, um, to receive the email, which obviously we would love to have you, uh, the link is in the description of both the podcast episode, as well as the YouTube episode, just go check it out, click it. All you need is an email. We'll put you on the email list. We'll get you over that January newsletter so that you can take these actions and have something that you can, you know, follow and read instead of just listening to us. And there's a lot of other things on the newsletter that are coming up, like our yeah. podcast episodes. Uh, we have a magazine coming out that we would love for you guys to be a part of and so on. So yeah. check it out. It's in the description. And uh, yeah, we'd love to have you guys on the newsletter. So now that you know who you are, and who you need to be. Let's go into the next topic, which is understanding how to set now 90 day targets. And I know this one's like, oh my gosh, 90 day targets, whatever we've done so many, but listen, here's how you break this down. Now, if you're going to be able to accomplish your yearly targets, you need to understand that you got to start living in 90 day worlds. What I mean by that is this, you take your yearly target and you ask yourself, okay, if I need to move just one step closer to that in the next 90 days, where do I have to be? And we use a method at Mala Team that we call TPAs, Targets, Purpose, Actions. And it's this simple. You got to understand the target for the next 90 days. You then got to understand why it's important to you to, to, to accomplish your year-long target. Why does this actually matter? Why does this have meaning? Mm -hmm. And then the last part is you got to set out three actions for yourself to take. And these three actions over the next 90 days are going to be as simple as three habits. And the way we're going to attack these three habits is by setting them out. And you're going to do one habit each month. It's really that easy. So let me give you an example. Let's pretend I want to be a pro soccer player in five years. I'm going to stick with that because I know the athlete pretty well. I was one. We work with them. My year long target is to, let's say, become one of the best goalkeepers in, I don't know, Toronto, because that's where we're from. Great. Then I'm going to break that down into 90 day targets. And it's like, okay, if I'm going to become one of the best goalkeepers in Toronto over the next year, 
what's the first step that I need to take over the next 90 days? And that first step is going to be as simple as, okay, I need to make sure I get off to a really good start this season. Okay. Amazing. Let's pretend that's where it is. And that's where we're starting now. So that's my target for the first 90 days. Then I'm going to break it down further. And I'm going to say, okay, so why is that important to me? Well, I know if I get off to a good start in the season and I'm able to move myself forwards and push forwards, that's important to me because I know now I'm setting myself up for the rest of the year. I'm going to get more momentum. I'm going to build and I'm going to keep going. Great. So the question becomes now when you're setting actions for yourself, if you had to list three actions that you're going to take in order to get there, if I wanted to take three actions so that I could get off to a good start, what three habits or behaviors or skills do I need to build over the next 90 days? This is the key to everything. I think this is where a lot of people get it wrong because they look at it and it's like, I just want to be, you know, off to a good start. Great. But you need to define it now with these actions. So for example, and we'll, we'll break down into a couple different segments for people. Mm-hmm. If you're an athlete, look directly to skills, right? Do I need to build my speed right now? Do I need to build distribution? Do I need to build my strength? What's going to help me get there though? What's going to help me get off to a strong start? If you are looking at it from more of a habit perspective and you're like, well, actually, you know, all of those are on, maybe you need to do some more of the mental stuff or the lifestyle stuff where it's like, okay, I need to really make sure that I'm consistent in my day to day. Consistency is something I need to build. You can build that habit, right? You can build that. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's discipline. Maybe it's like, you know, the procrastination like you've talked about, but what three skills do you need to get there? If you're a business professional, What three business skills do you need to develop to get there, right? It could be you need to, I don't know, learn about marketing, learn about sales, learn how to close a sale. Are those three actions? But you need three actions because this is where the rule of mastery comes into play that a lot of people talk about, but I feel like very few people put some meaning behind it. There's a great book called Mastery by Robert Greene. If you haven't read it, go read it. It's going to give you every blueprint you need to master a skill, but basically the whole point to this is a lot of people will look at only the outcome instead of really focusing on mastering a skill. This is what we literally do with our pro athletes This is what we do with our fortune 500 companies. Like we're mastering one action in the next 30 days. Yeah. And right? it's, and it's patience with it too. Like there isn't, there's no rush to do it. And it's, if, if you're building a habit, mm-hmm. take it from us. It's not, Amazon next day delivery. Yeah. It's that's a good one. Habits are on Amazon it, next day delivery. Like it really does take a while because there's going to be a honeymoon period where you're going to feel, yes, I'm on point. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And then it, there's going to be that first piece of adversity. Yep. And it's like, how are you going to get past it? How are you going to be able to maintain the habit after falling down? And that's mm-hmm. where it becomes difficult and you can do it. Yep. It's not difficult, but it's the patience to say, you know what? I'm going to take some hits along the way. I just need to stick to it. Yeah. And and this is where too, it's like, I think a lot of people get into that. Oh my God, if one mistake defines everything and yada, yada, yada. And it's like, when you have it and you're able to look at things and say to yourself, okay, I have 30 days to master this habit. It allows you to start with the basics, mm-hmm. then add some challenge onto it then add some further challenge and then really make sure it's something that it's solidified. Right. So it's like, let's pretend I want to build, I don't know, my shot that month. If, if I'm a hockey player and I'm shooting a puck. Great. Okay. So maybe for the first week of that month, cause you can break it down into four week little segments now, right? Week one, I'm just going to work on shooting, basic shooting, standing there. Actually, this is what we did with one of our athletes who we had to get out of a scoring slump. 
We started with basic shooting. Okay. Week two, we then added in shooting with movement. Week three, we added in shooting with movement with a defender. Week four, we mimicked the scoring opportunities he gets in games. Mm -hmm. Right? And it's like scoring became a habit. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it wasn't a question anymore of, oh my God, can I or can't I? Can I or can't I? It was just, this is what I do. Right. Right. And it, and it, and he built it and we conquered it. And it's like, okay, now what's the next habit next month? And that's how you do these 30 day chunks. Then you take the next action and you build on it. So it's very simple. You set your year long, you break that down into 90 days, you break those 90 days into 30 days, and you just, you pick one of those actions and you master it for the month. Mm-hmm. That's it. And we don't suggest doing more than one, right? Yeah. 100%. Like, Stick to one because it, here's the thing. If you do try to do too many things at once, you're going to make very small steps in, in all directions. So think of it like a circle. Mm-hmm. You're just going a little bit, whereas opposed to we would like to hit a jagged one and then another jagged one and then another yep. jagged one. Because, like, again, you want the things that are going to give you the biggest return in the moment. Yep. And by refining the the skills that you have to work on so by bringing it down to just one you can focus on that one while maintaining the rest like we're not saying that you just focus on that one skill and leave all the other to go like to just drop it's more of focus on one so you can maintain the rest the other strengths that you have then once you get that you can focus on another and then maintain the strengths you have and and this is a great point because this is where for anybody who lacks confidence Mm -hmm. right this is how you build it it's building blocks. It's yeah. one step, then another step, then another step. And you feel like you have a foundation under you, mm-hmm. right? Like we always compare it to building a house. You can't build a house with the roof first. It's going to have nothing to stand on, right? It's just going to, you're literally going to build a roof and you're going to drop and it's going to, it's going to shatter or whatever it's called. Right. But it's like, you need to start with a foundation. And for anybody who's going into this resolution thing and yada, 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 you got to understand that this is all about building habits this year. It's about building skills. Like one great shout out we can give is to the Chicago Steel. We work with the junior hockey team. I've never seen a culture more focused on building habits. And there's a, and you look at the results and the, the type of athletes that they pump out of there. We're not talking just average athletes, right? We're talking trendsetters, right? And it's like, it's a matter of, building skills like there's foundations behind these kids that they're building for the next level you got to look at yourself the same way you're building a foundation for the next level and then next year it's another level and another level and another level right it's just it's constant growth right so super important let's dive into the last most important part which is discipline and motivation because i feel like this is where a lot of people get it wrong I feel like everybody thinks it's about motivation and quote unquote, finding your why. And yes, that's important. I'm not going to argue that, but I've seen people with a why fall off. Of course, all the time. Right? Like consistently. Yeah. And he, Hey, one I'm guilty. Mm-hmm. You're guilty. Everyone's guilty for it. And it's like, why do we fall off? So here's where I think a lot of people get it wrong. There's, there's a difference between discipline and a difference between motivation. And this is where we're going to go back to the start of this podcast where we talked about human behavior 101, right? Mm-hmm. Motivation is that vision. It it excites you, right? It's compelling. It's fun. It's like, I can't wait to go get it done. And that that's going to carry you a long way. We can call that hunger. Okay. Discipline though, is a thing that kicks your ass and gets you out of bed, even on days that you don't want to. 
And this is where you got to go back to the human behavior of the pain you're avoiding and the pleasure you're gaining. Here's what we often don't do as humans, and here's what we often do do. What we don't do as human beings is lay there in bed in the morning and ask ourselves, if I don't get my ass out of bed to go work out or whatever it might be, or to go work on that business or to get my stuff done, this is how it's going to cost me, Mm -hmm. right? Okay. Then you put yourself into a place of pain. You attack something called an emotional threshold. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, I don't want to experience this pain, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go do it. I've I literally live that probably three, two to three days a week, right? Four, you know, five four to five days a week, pretty good. Motivations are hunger, but let's be real, two to three days a week, might have had to stay up a little bit later the night before, get something done, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like going, but I know I need to go. So the whole point is motivation is gonna be the thing that inspires you. Discipline is where you're going to have to start to get real with yourself and your actions and ask yourself, how is this going to cost me literally today if I don't take action on this now, right? Yeah, no, I, to be honest, my, what I would say to that is motivation is kind of like, it's, it's nice to have Mm -hmm. and it's great to have. I don't think you should rely on it. Yep. I think you should, like for me, discipline is your own habits and your ability to to basically embrace adversity and work through it. Yes. Uh, um, and motivation is, again, it's nice to have. Mm-hmm. I don't think it should be relied on, but it's a very nice bonus. Yeah. It's like if you're an athlete, you know, the fans are on your side. That's great. It's it's a nice bonus, but you don't necessarily need the fans on your side in order to kick ass and gain. Sure. Right? And, and please don't take it like we're saying you don't need motivation. No. You need a purpose. 100%. Right? You need to have that vision, but you need to realize that sometimes it's going to be absent mm-hmm. and that's okay. So you need to push yourself with it. So that's where you got to start. You got to really make it a point to ask yourself, like we even, we even push conditioning yourself to do this. It's, it's like running, right? Or, or weightlifting where you're conditioning yourself. Why do we condition? It's because it's constantly doing it over and over and over again. So that then all of a sudden it becomes something that's just in you and it's neurologically in you. And that's what we're challenging you to do here. I actually, we actually promote and we have all of our clients doing this, you should be taking 10 to 15 minutes in the morning to really review what you want and then condition yourself to say, what's it going to cost me if I don't take action on this right now? Condition yourself. This is where a lot of people forget it. Like this is, this is the least sexy stuff to do, right? Yeah. But it's the stuff that people don't talk about that I'm telling you all. We're seeing it with our pro athletes. We've had people win Stanley Cups. We've had people break the million dollar, multi-million dollar barriers with their companies. We've seen it all. I've made it as a pro athlete. One of the things though that I'm telling you, all of these individuals do, they have a morning system for themselves that they set themselves up for the day and they face everything, right? They see what they want. They understand why they want it. They understand what their targets are for the day. And then they ask themselves the burning question. How is this going to cost me if I don't take action on this? And how is life going to get better if I do take action on this? Mm-hmm. Right. And it's having that understanding of avoid pain, gain pleasure, avoid pain, gain pleasure. So if this might be the missing element to your resolutions. And Go it's ahead. very black and white. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's simple. It's, it's again, embracing simplicity and just kind of seeing what's going to cause you pain and what's going to bring you pleasure. Yep. So, so to wrap this up, let's give you the last kind of piece to this tools that are going to help enhance this experience. Okay. So number one, resolutions are actually a tool. And what I mean by that is some people need a challenge, right? Some people need a challenge to push themselves and get there. But we talked about this at the start resolutions, scientifically proven 
17 to 18 days, <laughs> right? That is the average. So I suggest, we suggest that you don't wait till that 17 day mark or 18 day mark to start to fall off when I'll be honest with you, I personally think the science is maybe a little bit inaccurate from what I see from an anecdotal side, from a personal side, from working with clients. I usually see about 11 to 12 days sure. and then you can start to see the decline. And it's like, I think the whole point of that is to say at that 17, 18 mark, sharp decline. Fair enough. Right. You start to bargain a little bit right around, I think that 11, 12 day mark. So resolutions, if you need a kick in the ass to get you going, I think a 30 day challenge is a great way to do it, but you need to realize there's a what's next, right? What's happening next. That's why we're, we're challenging you throughout the re resolution and get on a five-year mission, get mm -hmm. on a journey, get on, get on a, on a friggin' quest, man. You know what I mean? Like yeah. something that's empowering. That's why we're not saying forget about the resolutions, but if you're somebody that needs a challenge, take it for what it is. That's number one. Yeah. Right. Number two, that's going to enhance this journaling. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll let you kind of weigh in on that because you, I know you're very kind of stoic in that sense where you like to journal a lot. Oh, I love it. Like right? every single night, uh, it, it sets up my morning, to be honest with you. Like it, it allows you to, number one, if you're a procrastinator, I would suggest journaling every single night. Not necessarily yeah. in the morning, but I would do it at night simply because like um, it helps you see what you need to do the next day and it mm -hmm. cuts out all the BS that's around it. Like you're able to s simplify the night before so you're already, instead of just doing it in the morning for that day, you're already setting up your next day. So you're not procrastinating on it. Yep. Number two, it allows you to see your own progress. For me, as someone that was huge into procrastination, and I think the reason why I was, it was simply because my threshold for getting things done, I had to wait until like the last couple of days. But it, it allows you to see the progress in something that you thought was very, very difficult to get over. Can I challenge you on one thing? Yeah. Being your brother and seeing it. For sure. I also think you weren't the like most long-term thinker at the time. I think you were very just like, okay, get it done and then get on to the next thing for the day. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, 100. Because I didn't see the value in it. Right. That was the only problem. Like, And, and I mean, like, I remember that in, in high school when you were in high school. And it was like, yeah, you know, like, just get it done versus like, Okay, but what's what's the plan? Well, yeah, I wanted to play video games, right? So, <laughs> right. Thankfully, that's changed now. <laughs> so coming into that side, that's it's journaling. I think it's great. If you're more like me, I'm kind of a quick mover, <laughs> right? I, I go, I put my head down, and I just get at it. I love the meditation part because I'm somebody that needs to be forcefully slowed down, right? Fair. If I could go 100 hours a day and sleep wasn't a thing, I would do it. Mm -hmm. I totally would do it. If I, if you told me there was a way never to sleep, not because I want to defy odds, but because I'm just, I'm so into what like I'm doing, I would be the type to try and avoid sleep at all costs. So I need to be slowed down. I need to be in a spot where I have some kind of coach or someone talking to me, which is what I look at this meditation as we have one that's, I believe is on our site. You can download it if you want. We'll link it in the description. Yep. Um, that will actually correlate with this, with this podcast, but I need that meditation in the mornings. I need that 10 to 15 minutes. I made a promise to myself, I'm going to do it for 10 minutes. And then usually I'll be honest with y'all. It goes way over that for me, right? It's like, I sit there and I start to get grateful and this and that, but a good meditation for me, for anybody, it's going to enhance this process for sure. The third major thing you can do is visualizing. I also, I also add that in. 
I'm more of a visualizer in the gym when I do that. And we'll talk about morning systems and, and getting into state another time. But I like to get up, get my morning done. I start at 4am. I'm one of those kinds of people. It's just something I prefer to do, do my whole meditation, get in the car, get to the gym. And then I'm visualizing my success literally while I'm in the gym, I'm visualizing my success in the gym. I'm visualizing my targets. I'm visualizing what I want to accomplish. And it just, it sets me up for the day. The last part affirmations. Affirmations are a great tool. I used to use them a lot more. I'm getting back into them now. I personally like them. It's not necessarily just a, I will do this. I will do this. I actually like to go on the whole Tony Robbins method. And I like to take on to the whole, um, incantations type of thing where it's kind of like, a it's a, it's a chant to yourself type of thing. Like, I like that. I'm, I'm into that stuff. Gladiator things, all that, you know, are you not amused kind of thing? Like, that's totally me. I like that. I'm, I'm verbal. So for me, it's like, <clears throat> I, I like having these kinds of tools in my repertoire. And the thing is, I think that's important with this too, is that I feel like so many people get stuck on these tools that enhance things, right? Where it's right. like, I got to be a perfect journaler. You don't. You need to use it for what it is. It's a tool for you. It's mm -hmm. a way to slow down at the end of the day. Yeah. Right. It's like, and you should be able to interchange these tools. Like for me, yep. journaling for me, and I would say the meditation as well. Those mm -hmm. are the two things that I do the most. And meditation, like I don't go as far as you do. Mm -hmm. It's just more of like a five minute thing as soon as I wake up and then that's it. Mm -hmm. But, um, like you should be able to interchange them because yeah. on different days, like some days you're going to feel like doing one thing. Some days you're going to feel like doing the other thing. And there's nothing wrong with that. No. It just keeps you, it keeps you disciplined when the motivation falls off. Yeah. And that's the last thing I'll say about this before we wrap up. It's like, please don't fall into this whole cult like thing <clears throat> behind that. Right. <clears throat> like I feel like there's very culty things behind the journaling and I'm a meditator. I'm a, I'm a visualizer. I'm a, I'm a preacher. I'm an incantation or I'm one of these like, like, don't fall into the cult-like traps of that. Like, the whole point of this, we tell every one of our athletes and and, and, and high-performing business people this, it's a tool, yeah. right? It's like, there are some days that I like to do the meditation, and then some days I don't do it, but I like journaling for those couple days. Mm -hmm. And then I like the visualizing a couple days. And, like, it's a mix and match. It's knowing what you have in the toolbox. Don't get caught into this cult-like side of it where it's like, I got to do this all the time. This is my thing and blah, blah, yeah. blah. It's gonna. That's gonna set you up for failure. You don't need to do it for attention. Just no. do it for yourself in your own home. Relax. Do your thing. Yeah. And you don't have to. You don't have to wear it like a badge of honor. Like just do it to let it get. Let your results speak mm -hmm. in your performances, whether that be in the classroom, business, yep. sport, um, whatever. Let the results speak for themselves. Everything else that goes into that. I mean. Do your thing. Exactly. So let's recap this. So number one, people do things to avoid pain and gain pleasure. That's the driving force behind anything that you want. You want the shiny car. What pain are you avoiding? Is it because you never had it? What is it? Right? You want to become a pro? Why? What are you avoiding? What's the pain you're avoiding? Number two, get off resolutions. Start with a vision. Five years plus. Where do you want to be? What do you want to accomplish? What do you want to get done? Once you have that five-year vision, break it down into a year's vision. Okay, what do I want to accomplish this year? How do I take one step towards that? Once you, once you understand that, ask yourself the most important question. Who must I be in order to accomplish this? Don't go into the, the new year being the same person. For anybody using that saying, new year, new me. This is where it's real. So get into that part. Once you get into a year long, break it down into 90 days. 
Where do I need to be in the next 90 days? What do I have to get done? And use the TPA method, targets, purpose, actions. Okay, here's my target for 90 days. Here's why this is important. Break it down into three actionable skills or habits or behaviors that you can build over those next 90 days. Pick one, master it for the month, right? Yeah. And that's where Robert Robert Green's book can help you out a lot. Go check it out, Mastery. Or you can go into the Team website. We've got a lot of different things out there that'll help you. And then finally, to make sure that this is something that's consistent, you got to build some discipline within yourself. And we suggest taking the 15 minutes in the morning. I'm telling you, this is one of the most important parts. Please, if you remember anything from this episode, 15 minutes in the morning, review all of this. You should be writing all this down in a journal. It's very simple to do. You start with your vision. You then go into one-year one year targets. Then you go into who you are. Then you go into 90 days. Then your 30-day TPAs and so on. That's where you get this to be very, very simple. You need to take the time in the mornings to do this or it will not work for you. Yeah. Right. And again, uh, guys, please sign up for the for the newsletter. You can find the links below. It just like we're going to have things coming out to help you basically discover your true potential this year in 2022. Well, and we have you like all of these episodes are supplemented in these emails, right? Like we, we don't believe in guys giving you crap. We don't believe in just emailing promotions. We don't do that. All of the stuff we give you is to work on yourself. It's to help you with these different things, telling you about different podcast episodes and guests and so on, things that can help you enhance yourself. So check us out, make sure to check us out on all the social pages you can. We're on all of them. I guarantee it. Make sure to subscribe to our newsletter. We've got some amazing stuff coming out. If you want this meditation, simply click the link in the description here and you can get it. If you're listening on some kind of of podcasting site, just go to our YouTube channel and type in the same title and you'll find it there. Get it done. I'm telling you, this is the way to do resolutions. And remember, you're here to embrace you. See you all next week. Have a good one.